I was watching at a uh, at a Panera I was at one time. I remember I, w- I got up early one morning. I was having coffee, and uh, somebody sat right next to me. And um, it was clear this was like a really formal discipling relationship. Both men um, were, it was early in the morning before work. They both sat down. They both opened these books. They had a really interesting like hour and a half, I'd trying not too much to eavesdrop, but it was like they were having this very uh, impartational Bible study. And, um, and then about an hour and a half later, uh, when they were finally done, um, they both started get, getting up, and the one guy asked the other, "So, are you married? Uh, do you like tell me?" And like right as the guy was walking out the door, and I realized they, these two guys didn't know each other at all. Hey, friends! Welcome to the One Thousand Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home to a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called Life on Life Discipleship, where we provide you with personal coaching and equipping on your journey to taking on apprentices to multiply disciples. So to learn more about this coaching intensive, visit 1kh.org discipleship. Let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so now we approach what is often considered the kind of center of the discipling relationship, and that is to have a regular meeting with the person that you're discipling, with that apprentice. I'm going to call this a coaching meeting. This is an opportunity for you to really get to know what is going on with that person and how you can help them. And so this kind of coaching conversation is a really important part of discipleship. It's not the whole of discipleship. We're talking about a lot of different elements here, but this is definitely an important one I want to talk about what this looks like, because this is where you are bringing together what you know uh, and really apply it to the life of the person that you are apprenticing or that you're discipling. And so, of course, the first part of this is just to set up a simple, consistent coaching rhythm. How often are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? If you're going to really lean into like a six-month discipleship season, then you're going to think through your schedule and decide where those coaching meetings are going to to fall. Make sure they fall at a time that's really good for your schedule. If you've got a lot of energy in the morning, you can set those up for the morning if it's more of an afternoon or a lunch or an evening. Uh, Really design that in such a way that you could be very alive, very alert, uh, and that it's not a big imposition on your schedule. Um, also, there's a you can decide if you want to do this as a group. I, I think it's great to do some coaching meetings as a group. I would recommend that you do at least some coaching meetings one-on-one and just see what happens. Sometimes there are people that do not open up as well in a group, and so it's fine, of course, to have that conversation as a group, but it's really important to dial into the heart of the person you're, you're discipling and apprenticing and figure out what's going on with them. And so sometimes a one-on-one meeting is something that can be really important to, to make that conversation really rich and meaningful. Um, so we're going to talk about kind of how to structure this. You may already have a great way of, of formulating how to do a coaching meeting, and that's great. Um, I did not have one of these, and so in a lot of uh, different trial and error, things I've learned from um, working in different uh, in corporate environments and coaching in other environments, I've, I've learned a few uh, tactics that I feel like really make this time meaningful. So we're going to talk about what it looks like to, to really go through a meeting like this, and I'm going to talk about really three components to a coaching meeting. Uh, Facing reality is the first part. Decide on next steps and then listening prayer. So I'm going to talk through 
each of these elements and, and, and how each one works. Okay, the first one is facing reality. We want to live with the people that we are discipling in their reality, what is going on in their world. And this is all about asking good questions. Great coaches ask great questions. Uh, there's a book uh, out uh, called The Coaching Habit that I've read, and, and really uh, he talks a lot in this book about the importance of great questions and even lists some questions. This is uh, Michael Stainer, and I'll talk about some of his questions that he asked during, during coaching meetings as well as others that have been really meaningful for me. But he really likes to open up a coaching conversation very, uh, very broadly and just say, what's on your mind? What have you been thinking about? Um, I have tried that, and that is a really great place to start. It's important that in this meeting, we're not bringing an agenda into the coaching meeting, um, and we're, we're primarily f- starting by understanding what the person's reality is. You don't know what's been happening in their life for the last week or two, uh, and it's really important to allow the things that are going on in their life to be a part of the conversation that, that, that is their discipleship. Um, and so it's really important to ask these kinds of questions. What's been on your mind? Another one that I love to ask is describe the season you're in right now, spiritual season, family season, work season. Um, what obstacles are you facing? Um, I'm really trying to understand their life as a whole and just trying to get a, get a feeling for what they're wrestling with. And I think that a lot of times uh, this can be really divorced from the way that a lot of people think about what a spiritual apprenticeship looks like. We tend to be very compartmentalized in our culture. Like, I'm here to teach you the Bible, teach you to pray, to help you have a relationship with God, and that's it. But that's actually not the way discipleship works. Jesus was discipling people in the normal flow of their lives. He was living life with them, and that allowed for all of the kind of elements to emerge. And and so discipleship is really about all of those elements of life. Whatever that person is dealing with in their home life, in their work life, those are elements that need to be brought into into the discipleship relationship. Those are signals for where that person needs to grow. Now, there may be elements in that that you can't really help them with. That's okay. Again, discipling in this case is not to say that you have to give them everything that that they need. But there are elements, things that you've figured out that are important to to bring up and to work with that person through uh, that you can talk to them about because these are issues that are going on in their life, in their work, in their relationships. And so you want to tease those to the surface. I I like to ask a lot of times in discipleship, just even go through their relationships, the relationship with their friends, with their spouse if they're married, with their kids if they have kids, um, you know, with, with whatever kinds of people that they're relating closely to, their parents if they're younger uh, or they're older. It's really great to ask questions about those relationships. And so um, so you want to, after you're kind of giving giving the conversation some time to warm up and really understanding and facing reality, sometimes you might sense that, hey, this isn't going deep enough. And so there's a few questions you can ask that will help drive the conversation a little bit deeper. And so the one that uh, Stainer loves to ask is after they've sort of talked about what's on their mind, he likes to pause for a second and say, and what else? And uh, this forces the person to go like one level deeper and try to drudge out anything else that they're, they're forgetting. And this is oftentimes where you get some of the most meaningful and important uh, elements uh, that are going on in their life. Sometimes they'll stay on the surface in that first initial conversation. You need to help them dive deeper. Another question I like to ask is, how are you doing really? Like, tell me what's going on. You're, that people sense when you ask it that way, how are you doing really, that, that you're asking them to push deeper into what's going on in their life. And so those are ways to do that. So that's part of what we want to do in facing reality, and we want to uh, really get close to them in this way. I was watching at a, uh, at a Panera I was at one time. I remember I, w- I got up early one morning, I was having coffee, and uh, somebody sat right next to me, 
And um, it was clear this was like a really formal discipling relationship. Both men um, were, it was early in the morning before work. They both sat down. They both opened these books. They had a really interesting like hour and a half. I'd trying not too much to eavesdrop, but it was like they were having this very uh, impartational Bible study. And, um, and then about an hour and a half later, uh, when they were finally done, um, they both started get, getting up, and the one guy asked the other, "So, are you married? Uh, do you like tell me?" And like right as the guy was walking out the door, and I realized they, these two guys didn't know each other at all. Um, and again, this is an illustration of how oftentimes we think of if I want to disciple you, it's all about what you're learning in Scripture or in your relationship with God, instead of integrating all of life and saying that that there are things indicative of what God tr- is trying to grow you in that are happening in your life. And so it's important not to neglect those things. God is trying to help us to make us into sons. And that involves our work, that involves our relationships. And so discipleship needs to be more full orb than just uh, compartmentalized in that way. And so um, so we want to spend time facing reality with the people that we're coaching, really understand the reality and have good, deep conversations. Now, when you're beginning to uh, understand reality, what you want to do is uh, to begin to approach action steps, things that are really uh, actionable, deciding on what those next action steps are. And so uh, you can ask questions, and Steiner asks, he, he likes to ask the question, how can I help you with that? And let the person really wrestle with how they might need help uh, and to ask for it. And so that's a good way to begin to transition the conversation into those next steps. Um, you want to be both reactive and proactive in trying to understand these next steps. And so the reactive nature is to try to allow the circumstances of, of their life to begin to dictate next steps. How do you think you can overcome that? Here are some things that have helped me. Uh, do any of those things seem like important next steps for you? Those are more reactive conversations. The proactive conversations are things that you, when you notice gaps in their life that they're not bringing up at all, but could relate to the season they're in. Then you want to proactively say, hey, I got an assignment I want to give you. I want you to try something. And so good coaches, if you think about like in sports, oftentimes they will have both of these dynamics. They'll react a lot to what's going on with the player and things that the player knows they need, but they'll also introduce new concepts and new ideas um, in order to strengthen them in areas that they're not even expecting or understanding because that coach is further, has gone further in the discipline than the player has. And so you want to have both of those elements in these conversations around next steps. You also don't want to make this too overwhelming. And so as you're facing reality, talking about next steps, you know, try try to come up with something that's very actionable, that's somewhat measurable, that's clear, so that the person can really work on that before the next coaching meeting. And so the second element is next steps. We're talking about facing reality and then deci- deciding on what those those next steps are. Oftentimes that next step is also just trying to understand how is the gospel and how is the life of Jesus informing the things that the person uh, that you're discipling is dealing with in that season? Are there verses in the Bible that really apply directly to what they're struggling with, thinking through other stories in the Bible, other principles, concepts? Have conversations, talk about those, give them assignments related to really diving deeper into the ways of Jesus in the areas in which they're struggling or different parts of scripture. And so it's good to have a free-flowing conversation where the gospel is brought into the practical elements of somebody's life. Okay, so we've done these three things. We've talked about reality, and we have really have a good picture of what's going on in their life. We've talked about action steps. What are some things you should be focusing on and proactively trying to learn? And then I would say the last thing, and this is one that I, I um, and when I first started doing discipleship, I, I hadn't uh, really uh, known about and then had to choose to implement 
Um, and this is, I think, a really easy one to neglect, but I think a really critical one. And that is that we need to bring the power of the Holy Spirit into the life of the people we're discipling through a listening prayer. How to do this? Well, you've had the conversation, you're in the midst of a coaching meeting, and this is one of the things I think that does set apart what it means to be making a disciple of Jesus as opposed to, as opposed to coaching somebody in some other area. Uh, we get to bring the power of the Holy Spirit into the elements that are happening. A lot of the things that we're struggling with, we need power to overcome. And so oftentimes, you know, just as a way of acknowledging that, you know, it's not your effort alone that's going to get you anywhere. It's not my advice that's going to make the difference. Ultimately, there, there needs to be another element uh, that we're relying upon, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit to transform the heart and to really remake us into the image of Christ. And so in order to do that, you want to set aside some time to do that listening prayer. And so a basic way to do that is, you, you know, you've had all these conversations, you, a bunch of themes have been brought up, um, but I'd love to just, just take some time and, uh, and just listen um, and hear what God's heart is for you. And so at that, at that point, you can, you know, if you're in a place where it's comfortable, you can put your hand on the person or, um, you know, I, one of the guys who discipled me, we'd, you know, we'd go out someplace, like go out close to the car and he would pray over me and just like take a second. And instead of just launching into like uh, a rehearsal of everything that you had just talked about, uh, I encourage you to, if you're going to do listening prayer, and I re- really want to emphasize the word listening, pause and take 30, 60 seconds to listen uh, on their behalf and just see if, the, if pictures come, kind of kind of come to the surface. Um, let the kind of noise of the conversation settle down and simmer for a second and just kind of listen. And as you're listening, you're really asking the Holy Spirit and, you know, things that you could be praying, you know, silently or even out loud to the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, like, you know, what are you doing with this person? Um, give me your heart for what's going on here right now. What, what are we missing? And so you're listening to how the Holy Spirit wants to interact with them. This is a really powerful part. And of course, we talked about the importance of doing this on your own, but it's also really important to do this with the people you're discipling. They need to see how this works, and they also need to experience that power of the Holy Spirit uh, flowing through you in these kinds of prayer times. So you want to listen, and then whatever you pray, just ask God for that. And Sometimes that'll bring up topics that haven't been discussed, uh, that are a few layers beneath the surface or are unknown to you or to them. And so uh, it's good to, after you've taken a few minutes and just prayed whatever it is you feel like the Holy Spirit's put on your heart, to debrief that and say, hey, did, did, I, I saw this. Does that mean anything to you? Or, um, yeah, did anything kind of like bubble up to the surface? You know, and again, they don't have to give you an overwhelmingly positive response about that. It's just, it's a curiosity that as we're listening to the Holy Spirit, hey, there could be information or knowledge that you know my, maybe neither of us have access to that we need to like talk about or be aware of. Okay, so so you want to take that time and do some listening prayer. So just to quickly um, talk about you, you, the coaching meetings are really important part of discipling. Um, it's not all there is to discipleship. We'll talk about a lot of the other elements. Uh, so you want to balance this one with the other elements we're going to be discussing. But the coaching meeting is critical. And so you want to face reality with the person. You want to make very clear what those next action steps are. And you want to take a few minutes at least and do some listening prayer over the person that you're discipling. So take, take some time, and I'd love to have you think through these elements. And, and really give yourself time to get better and better at this. Coaching is a skill 
that you need to hone over time. Some people are very um, fluent in this skill just naturally, but most of us need to practice this skill. I certainly um, needed a lot of practice at this and get a lot of reps in. So, um, so definitely think through what are those three elements are gonna be the most, most challenging for you? Asking those questions to face reality, uh, really deciding next steps, uh, listening to prayer. For me, always the most challenging thing is follow, follow up. Some people really struggle with following up on next steps. Great coaches do that. Um, that was, that's always the area that I have to kind of watch out for in my coaching relationships. Um, maybe your issue has more to do with talking too much and not asking great questions or, you know, not listening well. Um, so we want to think through what, what are the elements of, of the coaching meeting that are going to be really intuitive to you and which elements are going to be challenging for you. Really identify those challenging elements so we can have some conversations about that in our coaching meetings. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a deep desire to actually make disciples in your context, but you simply don't know how, we'd love to invite you to apply for our coaching intensive called Life on Life Discipleship, where you're going to work through online content and receive personal coaching on this journey to making disciples that multiply. So for more information and to apply for this coaching, head over to 1kh.org slash discipleship. We'll see you for the next episode.